welcome to The Wastebasket After Dark. Hello and welcome to The Wastebasket Podcast After Dark. It is I, Jordan. Uh, that might have been a little too formal. And here with me is Sir Christopher Johnson of Durham. <laughs> Durham. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Happy holidays. Are we allowed to say that? Well, yeah, given our podcasting posting schedule, uh, yes, this probably will be out prior to Christmas if all goes well. Hmm, possibly. Possibly. Happy New Year's, maybe. We'll see. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. birthday <laughs> and Groundhog Day. Yeah, happy uh, 4th of July, American listeners. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, we could do a happy Boxing Day because it's the day after Christmas. So uh, that'll yeah, okay. for our uh, our British listeners. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. um, I didn't do my homework. Uh, sounded like you didn't do your homework either. Or- uh, did I have homework assigned? Yeah, you were supposed oh, yeah. to Ridley Scott it up. Oh yes, that is true. Um, I was to watch the last duel, hence my formal language before, mm-hmm. not just me being awkward. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, Chris, now that I'm back to being a working man, um, and you working know, women stiff. can also work, but now that I'm back to being a working stiff, who because everything's normal again, has to commute into work twenty to thirty mm-hmm. minutes. Um, each way, I, uh, yes, each way up through up, uphill both ways in the snow, barefoot. Actually, yes, in some circumstances, the road does dip and you have to go downhill and then uphill, and yeah, um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, um, I tend to get tired in the evening, you know, um, back in the day. I used to be able to wake up at 10 and have, you know, a couple naps a day. Yeah, and then now back back in the day was 3 weeks ago. Okay, you don't have to put a number on it. <laughs> but we do have healthy snacks at work. So mm-hmm. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, like beer. No, nope. popcorn. We're, we're not a we're not a tech company. We don't do beer and stuff. We do stuff that helps our productivity like um, actually, cocaine, say, speed. If this company existed in the 80s, probably, yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. I've been working since I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. and I'm almost 40 now. And I would say that this company probably has the best coffee of any company I've worked at, Ooh. outside of the you know cafe that I was a barista at. Um, yeah. So that's the incentive, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds nice. Oh, and the fridge is full of LaCroix. LaCroix. Oh, and they pay me. That's also an incentive, mm. is that I get paid to do stuff. Yeah, that's that's usually the main reason people work. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but Glad in that time, it. in that time, we did have the holiday of Thanksgiving. Um, and I did catch up on some movies that we can discuss i feel like you've seen at least one of these right you saw shang chi no you didn't but you're uh you're um 
Well, a nerd, I guess, is the <laughs> nicest way to say it. I don't remember the last Marvel movie I saw. But uh, aren't you watching all the TV shows? Yeah, I watched all the TV shows, but I've not seen okay. any of the movies recently. Well, even from some of the Marvel uh, superfans or apologists, as I call them, it sounds like The Eternals is not worth checking out. Mm. I'm look, um, looking through my list of movies I've seen this year. I don't see one Marvel movie. Really? Yeah. I've that There's is... a DC movie in here. But that's a, uh, The Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah, we well we've discussed that one. Yeah. Um well, I saw this one and you know that I'm not the biggest Marvel fan. So we'll get to that um and uh I don't know. I guess we could talk about Winter. Yeah. How's your winter going? Mm. Apologies, by the way, to our audience. We really did not prepare for this pod, but we thought that we owed it for at least the end of the year before we spent several weeks just drinking whiskey by the fire. (laughs) Yeah. The fire, in my case, is the one that the homeless people set outside of the post office, um, (laughs) which is a true story. Mm. It sounds like you're living (laughs) in that, like, Biff version of... uh... Back to the Future. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so it's cold there, New York City. Yeah, it's like 35, 40 degrees every it's day brisk, now. Brisk, brisk. Yeah, it's not too bad. I was in Chicago last week, yet? and that was worse. Have you had snow yet? Uh, no, no snow. I mean, maybe like flurries, but no, nothing stuck to the ground yet. Now, far. is in New York like? Since you know you're not in you're in an area that's built up, not not really like single family homes. Like, is there a lot of Christmas decorations outside the buildings? Like, did the building people do that, or is it just like shops and stuff? Or like, is there a festive feeling in the air? Uh, yeah, a lot of streets here will put up um, Christmas lights on the trees outside of the apartment buildings, and people will um, buildings will pay to have decorations put up on the outside of the building our building's actually doing that this year too for the first time that i can remember uh oh, they haven't put nice. them they haven't put them up yet but i i helped approve the budget to do that a few weeks ago so hopefully we'll see that soon why would you be approving the budget to do that because i'm on the board of the building oh my god of course you're one of those people <laughs> all right Sorry, sorry, man. I'm a, I'm a, no, I'm a board well, member now. I, I, uh, I would say in my adventures trying to dodge traffic in LA, I have been lucky enough to cut through some neighborhoods that are also uh, decorated. Um, I, did you? <laughs> did you read? Uh, oh man, I, I can't, can't read. You, you can't you read. Can't okay, read. so I was reading something. This is again. We did not prepare for this podcast, right. so we're just going where my mind's taking me. So I read something that was talking about how weird it is that places like L.A. and Australia and you know, like other like places that are just like warm most of the time, like mm-hmm. that they still have the same sort of like Christmas, like the the same ideas of like what like Christmas decorations should look like. You know, like. Sure. We're going to cut down a pine tree. I think it's weirder in Australia because it's actually like the hottest time of the year there because December is like the middle of their summer, right? Right. Like here, it's actually cool. We've had a lot of fog. It's overcast right now. You know, it feels at least like an East Coast fall. So Right. But shouldn't shouldn't each place that celebrates Christmas sort of do it in a way that 
respects like the natural order of things like you know like maybe if your area doesn't have pine trees you don't put up fake pine trees in your living room and no and lights that are supposed to make it look like it's snowing all right let's let's take a step back here and go before christmas to talk about how other countries not america have black friday Mm. yeah that is weird yeah so we're taking over yeah i mean really all we have to export these days is our culture and unfortunately sometimes it's the worst parts of our culture talking about that's not that's not true okay well tell tell me tell me more about that well it's well i'm not saying that i well i'm not putting a value judgment on our culture and whether or not it's good that we're exporting it but we uh you are you're an american <laughs> exceptionalist we're american the one. technological leaders of the world like we've exported you know like a computer technology and software and all sorts of stuff these days that's okay. not just culture we'll, we'll get to that mm-hmm. we'll get to that but first think? who designed f- apple computers that's right microsoft made Windows. in china designed in cupertino mm-hmm e-wasted into some other developing countries (laughs) landfill yes 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 uh oh so okay well speaking of technology speaking of i well i have a few technology topics that i thought of but um but one is something interesting you know this will combine work for the few hours that i actually do it with tech um is that uh so I was talking to one of my vendors because I'm, you know, trying to purchase supplies and stuff like, um, monitors, desktops, all that. And mm-hmm. supply chain is massively messed up, as everybody knows, chip shortages, all this other stuff. And it's, there's multiple factors. There's plenty of reports out there that people can read. I'm not going to go back over that. But, um, one of the interesting things that one of my vendors told me when we were talking about trying to procure, uh, monitors, is that um, is that the glass used in the monitors? You know, I think there was like rumors of like a sand shortage or some other crap, but like the glass used in the monitors. One of the reasons why the monitors have been harder to get is because they had to change up everything to use the glass for the vaccines. Oh, interesting. Yeah. These glass and so and so that's why it's not like you know I oh, guess for the there vials? Is maybe a sh- you mean? yeah for the vials yeah so it's it's kind of like there's a little bit of a material thing and then there's also just a manufacturer of it um, you know they had to change things up yeah I I was wondering if the if uh, all the needles actually would have also affected um, you know like steel uh, yeah prices perhaps i'm i bet all the crocheters are pissed all those <laughs> sewers <sighs> yeah that's interesting there's lots of stuff yeah. that uh the supply chain shortages are screwing up i, I read uh read a story today that was horrifying to me which is that um you couldn't buy like a new laptop this month <laughs> yeah i couldn't buy a new laptop this month and uh new york uh delis are running out of cream cheese like within the next two oh, weeks, no. they think that there won't be any cream cheese for bagels anymore. Because America doesn't have cows? Because we do. Uh, they said that, well, there's this interesting phenomenon that's going on, which is that 
during the pandemic, people started buying way more food for their own homes, right? Yes. Because they were eating all their meals at home. Yes. But now that people are actually eating at restaurants, they're also still buying the same amount of food for their homes. So now restaurants and grocery stores are competing for like a, you know, like a smaller supply of, uh, of foodstuffs. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. so this country well, is probably I mean, going to go through some kind of crazy, obe- like even larger obesity crisis. <laughs> I was about to say, like, we're kind of at a tipping point there, uh, especially if you're hearing the uh, the noise in the background. That is my upstairs neighbor. I apologize <laughs> because she probably has had too much of that cream cheese. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I might have to edit that out, but I do not like her because she's inconsiderate. Oh. Um, so... Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I think also, well, I mean, let's not get too political. Um, but, uh, but the discussion of inflation in this country, which, you know, with the media, it's, uh, with any media, we all have to take some of the hyperbole with a grain or 20 of salt if we can afford salt. <laughs> um, but, you know, like the companies are making such a, large profit like uh that's one thing that i read is that they're making more profit and so these prices are not going to go down i feel just not because of inflation but just because you know so many i think if you look at it there's just so many big companies now and they're and they have such a large control of the market and they are able to be like oh well these are just the prices now and that stuff isn't just that it's not going to change and so i i just have a feeling that we're going to consistently see like higher prices. It's not, you know, like even just basic stuff. I've just seen a leap in dollar amounts, not just like a few cents and stuff. Um, I'm not too worried about gas because unlike my parents, I don't just, you know, look at the one or two cent change on the gas signs every time I pass by, um, which uh, I don't, I don't think that's a, just a North Carolina thing. I think that's a, for some reason, like a boomer generation thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, um, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, the, for the first time in like 40 years that we could, or 40, 50 years that we might actually see wage increases, hmm. uh, we're just going to kill that with, um, corporations that can just raise, uh, prices. Well, that's, uh, that's what people talk about when they say they're afraid of inflation because uh, yeah. that's what generally happens is, yeah, the people demand more money for their work and then everybody raises their prices to compensate because now they have to pay the people more and it just not, it doesn't stop. So that's right. And then when you're not able to take advantage of poor countries to manufacture things, you might have to pay real living wages to actual people to get those things. But it does help people with, um, with uh, fixed debt. If, if inflation happens, so like if you bought a house or a yeah. car or something, now the payments that you're making on that house or car or maybe student debt or something, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's technically costing less now because presumably you'd be making more money. You know what would help with student debt if the president listened to AOC and just canceled it? Mm-hmm. That'll be my last political statement today. <laughs> Keep them coming, um, Jordan. Keep the hits coming. Okay. 
So one more tech thing that I'd like to bring up is uh, that I uh, reinvent, uh, speaking of massive corporations that own everything, uh, Amazon's reinvent conference happened this week. For some reason, we're even though we're still kind of in the middle of a panini, we're still having uh, uh, in-person conferences. Oh, that one was um, in person? Yeah, they had people there. I think maybe just from the company, but yeah, they had people there. Um, last year was great because it was virtual and, you know, people like me could just sign up for free and get like a free hoodie, um, which I think you saw in a photo that I sent. Nice. Um, but yeah, like I, it's, you know, I just feel like so many people are trying to get back to the way things were. And, and I do feel like there was at least a little bit of a, would you say like a paradigmatic shift in the way that, I mean, I, I know a lot of people around are still uncomfortable. Like I talk to people at the office that are still just, you know, they or their spouse or someone else they know are still very anti coming into offices or being in like crowds until like we have a much better control of the uh, Panini situation. So it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting that this went forward. Um, but the one that I watched most recently was the Werner uh, Vogel's uh, keynote. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, even though it's like the 21st century, still started with some really cringy nerd stuff like him trying to imitate uh, Hunter S. Thompson um, driving around in like an old car. And it is is a really funny video. Uh, The other two things that I thought I'd bring up, one is that they have this thing called Repost, which is like, uh, and also, by the way, I'm going to put in show notes so anybody can skip all this boring stuff if you want to. But they're going to have this thing called Repost. Keep, keep it interesting, Jordan. Uh, no, people don't have to skip anything. Well, we have people that are interested in tech stuff. So yeah. um, Repost, which is pretty much like a AWS Stack Overflow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about that. No. But, uh, it's, it even looks the same. So it's a help site with yeah, user-generated content? Um, well, I think the point is that they're supposed to get answers from actual people that work on AWS. So more of a support site, mm. but with the looks of a Stack Overflow. Okay. Like literally the up and down buttons and everything. Like the the uh, user interface looks like Stack Overflow. Is it hosted at Stack Overflow? No. Oh, that's a boring question, but yeah. No, no, no. This is the AWS conference. It's, it's on AWS. Okay. Or on the Amazon website. Which, I mean, the nice thing about this side of Amazon is that it's way better designed website than the normal commercial you know consumer side of amazon the other weird thing was that uh the last i don't know 15 20 minutes he talked about some mmorpg so that's uh what is it multi massively multiplayer online rpg RPG. role player role playing yeah so he spent all this time like showing it and it just looked like so I watched that Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet uh, TV show on Apple Plus. I really like it. Um, and they also have like a you know med- medieval set RPG. This looked exactly like that. Mm. It was just that same kind of like, oh, generic, generic, generic. I mean, it looked fine for, you know, I'm like sitting here like, why are they what, like, what's the point of this? And, and he just said generic things about it. And he just went on about like the architecture behind it never named the game and this is something on amazon games i'm like hmm. 
Obviously, they just have so much money that they can waste making an MMORPG, throw people at it, and really the only thing that they want to talk about is the architecture behind it, not really advertise the game. Because <laughs> yep. he never named the game. And, and I'm like, okay, well, there's a few million down the drain, but I guess it's better than some dick rocket to suborbital <laughs> flights. So, Uh-oh. more politics. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to end there. You're angry on this Saturday, uh, December 4th at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time. I know you like when I, I name, name the time I that we love record. it when you name the time, especially when we post this in like three weeks and people are like, oh my God, these guys are lame. <laughs> um, so Chris, how many times did you watch Dune this week? Uh, zero. It's not on HBO anymore, I don't think. Yeah, but you could have gone to the theater. Oh uh zero then because i did not right. go to the theater how many times did you fail to go see house of gucci this week every day i didn't see it i guess so that's what five times yeah yeah but that's what that's you were bringing up ridley scott earlier that's what you were gonna go see right yeah i was gonna go see it but then the reviews have been kind of bad so i don't know maybe i'll wait maybe i'll wait yeah see just do it just wait see uh licorice just pizza see- instead I did want to bring that up. I knew nothing about it other than that that was PTA's next film. We're big PTA heads. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess it's just kind of going back to the same era as some of his other... I know it's the same area. Like, he's still doing, like, San Fernando Valley. But is he going back to the same era as Boogie Nights? Is it like 70s, 80s? It looks like it's like set, like early 80s. Okay, so you haven't really read anything about it? Yeah, it's like, no. I mean, I've seen the trailer because they, they showed oh, okay. it the last couple times I went to the theater. Okay. And, yeah. Apparently, uh, I didn't know this, but he directs the um, the editing for the trailers. Oh. And so. It's- probably for the best yeah and so there's actually like if you watch trailers for his different movies there's lots of running involved in all of them okay yeah he's kind of got a style which kind of makes sense okay hmm. um yeah so i mean i think that would be on my list like i might use my freebie uh amc ticket if i actually feel like braving the theater <laughs> um but i'm sure that you know you could also go see dune again um yeah that's okay well, I'll do you wait. want to talk about the uh, Dune VFX video? Did you watch it? I did. I did my homework. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah I thought it was really interesting. So uh, for the listeners out there, let me see if I can get the name of this guy who did this video. It's like something crew, something. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second here, people. When it first started, I, I was like, maybe it's called the Cringe Crew, because I did not know if I was going to be able to make it all the way through, given the personalities of the people involved, but it did turn into an interesting video. Yeah, Thomas Flight is the name of the um, YouTube channel, and the the video is called Why Dune's Visual Effects Feel So Different, and he goes, he goes through a few different like techniques that they use. And he was comparing it to your favorite movie, um, black widow, uh, the special effects in, in black widow. And I, I, he was funny. He was like careful to say that like, Oh, well, you know, it's like a legitimate style to do things the way they were doing it in black widow. But I don't know. I, I felt like he kind of wanted can to I, say, that can black I stop you there? Can I sure. stop you there, please? You sent me 
a video from the Corridor crew. Oh no, I sent you the, the wrong video? Yeah, VFX artists reacted Dune bad and great CGI. Oh, title. Okay, well I'm going to send you this other video because this one's actually better. <laughs> My bad. Okay. Um, this one has 2.3 million views though, so is yours as popular? This one has 1.5 million views. Oof. Might as well not send it. If it's not popular, it's not good, right? Right, right. <laughs> I got to send you some TikToks on it. Well, maybe oh, they talked God. about similar things, but... Um, they probably did. Yeah. So well, this was this was a reaction video. It looks like these guys, it's like three VFX artists, um, and they're reacting to the video and then... Or to the clips from the movie. Ones that we talked about in our Doom podcast, which you can listen to hopefully at some point. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And then they were talking about how the effects were made. And it looks like one of them actually did the research on how the effects were done in the, um, the older movie. Oh, so okay. Well, he other, didn't do other that. Other than their personalities not being the best. Um, I'd like I, I, it was, it was interesting. So we'll, I'll put a link to that one as well, but we'll put a larger, bolder link to yours. Mm, yes. That's appropriate. Um, I have seen videos by those people before. So that must have been. Uh, YouTube must have been recommending that to me, and then I, I clicked it and sent you that one by mistake. Oh. Uh, it but anyway, YouTube, YouTube recommending some sort of white supremacist stuff, like usual to you. Well, you know, I had to dig through that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple things I thought were particularly Here's interesting. How to dress like Hitler by Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> oh man, the politics—you just keep bringing. It. They're trying to trying to bring down the audience. It was stop like, it. don't think of a pink elephant, and then you think of a pink elephant, stop, right? Stop it, yeah. Just or is that delirium tremens? Uh, okay. The All beer? Right. No, no, no. The beer is named after a bad thing that happens to you if you drink too much alcohol. Mm. Anyway, talk about your video, please. Yeah, you keep interrupting me. It's so rude. So rude, Jordan. You're in a you're in a mood this Saturday. It's all the all the politics. It's working. Working is driven you into a anti-capitalist ah. rage i think yeah i used to be so like in tune with nature <laughs> and just calm and peaceful and just played you know rocket league all day slept all day and night and did now you, this did you listen to the latest uh might the not be the latest anymore the cal newport podcast where he talks about moving to the mountains I'm just trying not to laugh. No, I, I deny it. Go ahead. Because he, uh, so he says like, you know, in the book of his, this is a productivity writer guy. And uh, one of the things oh, that pe- he, people know, people who listen to this podcast know, they know Papa Cal. Is. Yeah. Um, no one calls him Papa Cal, but me, <laughs> uh, just to be clear. Um, Please just, yeah okay <laughs> so apparently people he wrote this book called so good they can't ignore you and he did yes. like a tour about it and he said a lot of people back then asked him about the central story that he that he mentions uh, in this book i think in the opening of the book which is about a famous author whose name um escapes me now something bill gibbons maybe he was a writer for the new yorker and apparently at some point in his mid twenties, the head editor, um, or like the the chief of the New Yorker, was was in his seventies and told Bill, he said, "Hey, I'm going to retire soon, and you're going to be the I'm going to make you the my successor." 
And he's like, okay, great. Like, you know, my life is basically set. I'm going to be rich, you know, doing what I love. And I'm only like 25. Well, uh, the family that owned the New Yorker ended up selling it to another rich family. And as part of the uh agreement of the sale they said they got to pick who would run the company next or run, yeah be the head editor next and uh they did not pick bill so bill moved with his wife out of new york city to the adirondacks somewhere somewhere place he had vacationed like a, a year before and he proceeded to write a series of books that uh, did pretty well and lived like a simple you know like not a very expensive lifestyle in the mountains and um has been doing that ever since. And people would ask Cal Newport about this story and say like, well, do you recommend I do this? Like, it sounds like it might be nice. And he would tell people, well, like if you're a writer, sure. Like go for it. If you, if this is what you want to do, but for most professions, it's not really reasonable to move to the middle of nowhere and still be able to do your job. Right. Cause you need to go to an office or you need to live nearby your clients or whatever the, whatever the case may be. So you'll probably have to live in the sub in like crowded suburbs or a city. But he said now because of the um, pandemic and people moving uh, and working online, it's actually like a more realistic option for a lot more people. And he's interested to see if, um, if it turns out that a lot of people do move into rural areas to do their work because a lot, you know, a lot of people just, they are on a computer all day. They answer emails and do zoom calls. So if companies continue to let people do that from home, like, sure, maybe you do want to move to a less hectic area that doesn't cost very much and, and enjoy your life there instead. I mean, not to be a Debbie Downer again, but, I thought people realized this like a year and a half ago when we were in the pandemic and a lot of people that actually had money were able to flee the cities while the rest of the uh, uh, scrubs or, you know, quote unquote, essential workers had to stay behind <laughs> and die. I think, I think that's, uh, I think that that, I mean, that definitely happened, but I don't know that people thought that that was going to be the permanent. Maybe someone on this podcast. Maybe someone on this podcast did that for six months. That's yes. the point. Yes, but peop- I don't think. <laughs> yeah, uh, was it BMO? Um, yeah, but I don't. I don't necessarily think that a, a lot of people thought that they were going to do that forever. Right. Right. Okay. And yes. now more and more companies are announcing that, like, they'll just not have an office anymore, or that they'll hire all around the country. And maybe they'll have an office, but you only have to come in once a month or, you know, they'll do like the WordPress.com people do where they just meet once a year. Yeah. I mean, that is um, what the company I work for now, uh, they're doing a hybrid schedule, but also they have, you know, sites throughout the country. Yeah. and so there are people that are on site, but then there's plenty of people that are like working from home throughout the country. Uh, on, you know, our friends at Hacker News have been on this beat and, you know, the people from Basecamp and Automatic have been on this beat for years, uh, before the Panini, uh, to, um, for this to happen because it gives you a greater access to talent throughout the country and those people don't necessarily have to move. Now, 
on one hand, there is the talk of, you know, you do have to talk about the issues with broadband in this country, uh, which, you know, uh, unfortunately, internet is not seen as a public utility yet, but you do have a lot of smaller towns that have um, their own municipal broadband. Uh, funnily enough, in the infrastructure bill, sorry, politics again, I think that <laughs> they had to cross out where funds would be going to that. And so that, you know, our broadband funds are only going to uh, to uh, Rectum and, um, well, I won't say that, but Comcast. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, so there's that, I think that you do have to pick your areas. I think that people, yeah, I mean, there could be an exodus from cities, but I think people are also moving back to cities. I, it just depends because housing in cities is so expensive that, you know, I think that's part of it as well. And that's, you know, we've talked about that on the, on the pod before about people moving to what I call like second tier, third tier cities, and I think that um, if you look at the stats uh, for the 2000s so far, uh, this is interesting because we think that we're a very mobile society, but actually people move less than they did at uh, any other time, like in the 20th century um, or even the 19th century. Like we used to be a country that you would just move to wherever there was opportunities or jobs, obviously 19th century, well, there's some things that they were moving for and some people that already lived in those places that sort of disappeared. But for the 20th century, we were a very mobile population. Um, and that's, you know, I mean, that's when LA boomed. That's when a lot of places boomed. The Sun Belt boomed. Um, and so we stopped moving. And so I think that, you know, we might move for what you're saying as long as there are the amenities they go along with it. I, I, and, and I don't think it, you know, to be anti-political, I don't think it's, it'll be a big political decision. Everybody's making financial decisions. Like so many Californians moved to Texas, even though Texas is pretty backwards, you know, in terms of the politics from like a Californian's perspective, um, just because they can actually afford a home and various other things. Uh, so, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like, what money can I save? Um, and not everybody's on like the fire path and all that other stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree with that's my long winded way of saying that I agree with you. Uh, well, Cal, not you. But yeah, Cal. no, I, I won't, I'm not making any particular pronouncements or suggestions to people. Just you to, are set it here first uh, at one thirteen PM Pacific time <laughs> yeah. on this day, the day of our Lord, December 4th. 2021 is it 2021 God, it's really hard it's to tell weird. anymore it's gonna be 2022 i know yeah. yeah well yeah anyway back to dune uh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what was the point of that were you just ta- i mean I, oh yeah here's my point is that you know uh i i just lost a co-worker and he's going fully remote to do the same thing that he was doing having to commute into the office for i thought you were um, gonna say he died no, he no, just no. lost a coworker. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> he he did tell me he had to get his brakes fixed, so hopefully he got that done. But mm. um, but no, and it's like, yeah, dude, like you know, if you can go work from home for more money, yeah, like why why wouldn't you take that opportunity? I mean, I you know, you still have to get out and socialize, just like you do. You know, you work from home, but you go to the gym, you go, you have like your people. Mm. Um, but I, I mean. 
it's uh commuting like getting back to commuting just sucks like there's like i bought a dash cam just because people are just seem crazier and doing crazier things like running stop signs running stop lights all this other stuff um and it's it's just like man i i do not like this um so you know uh i mean my goal is to either work from home or work from a country that has public transit so Mm -hmm. well someday jordan someday yeah or, or I think I have a open space on your couch in New York, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Just me and BMI for a couple days till you figure out where you're gonna live in the Bronx, Staten Island. Can you get back to Dune, Jersey City? Yeah. So let me just run down a couple things that they said that they did that I thought were interesting. One instead of instead of denying, <clears throat> one is that they instead of using green screens, they used what they called sand screens. So, (laughs) (laughs) sure. So normally when you do, um, I'm sure everybody knows this, when you do like um, VFX backdrops, you'll do a green screen because it's easy to separate the, the people in the foreground from the green in the background. And then you can replace that wholesale like digitally, right? With whatever. So it could be a spaceship. Be be careful when you say something's easy. Easy Easy-ish. It's easy. Come on. That's why they use green. That's what they do. I've done it before. It's not as easy. Fine. It's not as easy as as what? What's easier than the green screen? Well, no. Like after you remove the person, sometimes if if it's not shot correctly on the green screen, you can have colors bleed. You can have other issues. Hair is very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just saying that we do have fans super fans on this podcast people that donate to our patreon or technically my beer fund that uh would get very upset with you right because uh, the, they are the pro vfx is, artists the point yes. is that it's supposedly the easiest of the ways to do it right okay. not that it's easy to do it it's the easiest okay be more precise with my language yes thank you jordan thank you you're welcome but they said that problem is that when you have a green screen in the background all of the light that's reflected into the scene is green right so then you have to retouch things to sort of um get rid of that green cast on people so what they did is instead of green screens they used sand colored screens in the background so that all of the reflections that you see are actually the color of the desert or what you know, whatever the the backdrop would be, and you know, I mean, remember that scene uh, where they're running and getting into the the ornithopter after yeah. being attacked by the Sardaukar. So like that is surrounded by a sand screen. So okay. when, and the other thing they said they did, which kind of dovetails with this, is that the ships that they're in, the sets for the ships that they're in, actually have plexiglass or glass on the outside. So the reflections you're seeing on the glass weren't. Um, entirely added digitally i guess normally in a movie they wouldn't put glass there at all and they would add that in so that they could have like 100 percent control over the um the reflections but that those reflections end up looking kind of fake a lot of the times so in in these instances it just looked a lot better uh and then they also filmed things like actually in the desert so <laughs> that made things look uh look very realistic they for the ornithopters again they filmed uh real helicopters taking off and landing to see how the sand would be kicked up 
and then mm-hmm. they took those shots and replaced them replaced the helicopters with the ornithopters so all of that looks realistic so uh, basically just agreeing with everything i've ever said about um using practical effects over digital effects well no but at the thing, times the thing or is using them using them in tandem uh and uh in a good way in a smart way right because that's what that's what this guy was saying he's like all of this stuff that they're doing is all you know not like it's like a it's all still digital effects for the most part but it's it's done in a way that enhances like its realism factor yeah so actually filming. like a uh, christopher nolan does yeah 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 i'm trying to think of, of other oh uh like the the way the camera works so um the scene where duncan idaho is flying i know you love that name the, the scene where he's flying away from the battle do you remember that yeah as a coward yes the camera the digital camera that follows his ship is sort of locked into a place in the scene as if it was being filmed from like a real location where, and he, in this YouTube video, Thomas, Tom flight or whatever his name is, he uh, contrasts that with cameras in um, justice league that sort of like spin around and, and follow oh. people while they're falling. You know, it's like things that... So is that the Black Widow thing you're ta- you were talking about? Yeah, and, the, and Black Widow. Like, there's... Just the unnecessary movement. Well, and that it's it would be impossible for a real camera to do those yeah. things. And so your brain picks up on that. It's like, okay, this isn't... It can be cool, but it's not real. Yes. Right? I agree. Whereas when yes. you watch... When you watch the... You really need to watch this YouTube video, but... well if you had sent me the right one (laughs) no i'm talking to the audience not you um yeah things like that um (laughs) (laughs) don't blame me when you send me the wrong video (laughs) so one of the things they talked about or he talked about was uh the mandalorian you you heard about how they filmed this yes where they use the digital Mm -hmm. backdrops correct yes so they said they the same guy that came up with that idea worked on dune and they tried to do it for dune but it turned out that uh it wasn't bright enough and that's when they decided they really had to film most of it in the desert outside and with those sand screens because they they wanted that like really like harsh desert light yes and they couldn't they couldn't really recreate that with those um digital digital backdrops of these in the Mandalorian, which all, which look great in the Mandalorian for what it's worth. But anyway, also, that's I'll, all I've got I'll to push say. Back, I'll push back a little bit um, on, on like the most minuscule, min, minuscule, minuscule. Is that right? Uh, here. Um, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I will, you know, having been to the Sahara desert, you know, I find the the stupid winter light, this low sun here, far more annoying and bright than than being in the Sahara in like early summer. Sure, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, but they okay. I just don't like winter light. Okay, I'm just it has nothing to do with what you said. I'm just putting that out there. Right, I well, just hate well, walking well, out well, my door and having the sun just punching me in the eye. She's so hateful today. I'm not. You are making me this way. <laughs> it's because I was five minutes late to recording the podcast. Put a cat, a pall over your entire day. Yeah. 
So we talked about the correct Dune VFX video. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Well, um, I did have a question on the reinvent thing. I was going to ask you if you've ever been to like a big tech conference like that. Uh, the only thing I've been to that was close to that was an event apart in Washington, DC, which was, a was that from a, a list apart? Like the fancy design people? Yep. Yeah. That's okay. the only time I've been to one, but that was fun. You know, there were thousands of people there. Is uh, your life goal to go to the Apple, the Apple thing? I do want to go to that someday. I mean, I don't really do a ton of Apple development anymore, but, um, I do want to yeah, go to that someday. I think it'll be fun. I mean, do. you know, like 10% of their sales are from you. So I know, but it's so expensive. That's the thing. Like if I, that's the thing, that's the thing I don't get about these things. It's like, like it's so expensive to go to. I think most people's companies pay for it, but like, right. After the panini, like what's the point? Well, the Apple one is Apple one. Of course, like everything else they do is like an order of magnitude more expensive than any of the (laughs) other ones you could go to. So, because yeah. I think at one point it's different now because they used to host it in San Francisco and now they moved it to, um, I think they moved it to, what's that town that's right outside of Cupertino between San Francisco? Stockton? San Jose. They moved it to San Jose. Stock, Stockton. Yeah, they California. moved it to Stockton. No, they moved it to San Jose. But before it was in oh. San Francisco. And the yeah. tickets were $4,000 to go. Oh, my right? God. And then on top of that, you had to fly to San Francisco and stay in a hotel in San Francisco. Like, it would be easy to spend for a week. So, it would be yeah. easy to spend seven, dollars $8,000 going to this thing. And if your company's not paying for it, I mean, come on. Yeah. That's... Yeah, What's the like? Is it E three? Is that the the gamer one? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one for the games industry in Los okay. Angeles. And then Salesforce has a huge one in San Francisco as well. I think where they like invite a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a weird thing to me, and only like like techie like software companies do it, and it's just I I just don't get it. I guess maybe that's the only social outlet that software engineers have. I don't know. It's just strange. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's not like conferences are a new thing, but it's just it's just new to me, I guess, all this stuff. Right. Yeah. Or just an interesting cultural thing. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how much that changes with um, the, yeah. in the aftermath of the pandemic, if they'll continue to do like the hybrid stuff. Because that's, that's one thing that makes the value proposition a lot lower now um, for going to these things. Because like yeah. Apple now has shown that they can like simulcast these uh these talks that they give you know to the whole world like that's what they did is instead of having to pay all this money now they just do it all online and that was the thing with reinvent as well and and i'm like why would you need to even pay thousands of dollars to go to this thing just so you can see like Werner Virgil or Werner Virgil's sweat in person? Like, right. I mean, the big thing is like networking and hanging out with your that's friends. That's what I assume. But yeah, yeah. like it's probably just a bunch of sales people. So yeah. I, th- I think if I did it, I would probably go to because it was so expensive. The Apple one was so expensive. There was like a whole. You would go to promote the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole cottage industry of of. Um, of organizations that set up like sister um, conferences that took place at the same time in the same oh. area that cost okay. a fraction. So um, I, the names escape me now, but there was, there was one pretty popular one that was like a thousand dollars for the week instead of $4,000. And it's funny because it's kind of like Sundance and then there's slam dance, which is like the counter conference to that. 
Yeah, this one was called Alt-Conf. Now that, <laughs> now that, and the, the thing is, like, if you went, you could still hang out with the people that went to the other one at night, you know, and right. have fun with them. So if, you're, yeah. if your friends all went and you just didn't feel like paying for the big one, then you could do that. And then go watch the yeah. videos later. Because Apple, for a long time now, has been releasing, even when they weren't live streaming the videos, they've um, released them a day or a week later. Yeah. Uh, so there, you were never forced to go if you didn't want to. You know, because my memory is so bad, I am remembering that I did go to an actual conference once, the uh, Winter Music Conference um, in mm-hmm. Miami, which was for like DJs, music producers, and associated people, which pretty much was just like a big party. And and also like um, if you went to the panels, informative, you can meet some cool people. Um, so we've been talking for a long time. Uh, I briefly want to bring up those things that I watched, but first I want to bring up a billboard that I saw, um, <laughs> which have you heard of this new Jeremy Renner? I think it's a TV show called mayor of Youngstown. No. Okay. When I first heard it, I was like, is that the sequel to mayor of Easttown? Because being Southern, I don't say mayor, I say mayor. Mm. And so it's like <laughs> mayor of Youngstown. Or are they just trying to get on the mayor of Easttown like bandwagon? Like it's, I just thought that was funny. Um, and okay. So, I'll talk about The Harder They Fall. Okay. So that's on Netflix, Idris Elba. It's a Western. I'm just going to make it quick. Very stylish. Um, it has like your generic, you know, Western stuff. They have a train heist. I mean, it's, it's basically like Han Solo, but, you know, a better film and set in the West. Uh, so they have a train heist. Um, and... Uh, and then they have, you know, a shootout in the town, but like the colors on it really pop. Like I think the set design, the clothing design is really good. Um, if you do like Westerns, I think it's fun. And also the music selection is just really good. Uh, obviously I think because Jay-Z was involved with this and the director is Seal's brother, <laughs> which is weird. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, like is. <sighs> it's a long movie. It kind of dragged a little towards in the middle and the end, like some movies do that are kind of overstuffed. But, um, I thought it was like a, a fun little romp. Um, it's an all black cast, uh, uh, Western, um, touches a little bit on that, but mostly it's just, you know, um, uh, straight up, uh, Western with criminals basically against criminals. Um, and uh, like yeah, westerns. So I'll have to watch. This. I know. Well, on this pod, we we watch westerns, right? But yeah, it was really cool. Like, I don't know if you know who Philo Kuti is. I don't. I probably don't say that right, but his. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah. So like, they have a shootout with like some of his like very intense rhythmic music in the background. I was like, this is different. This is really cool. Um, for those that don't know, he's like a very popular or probably the most popular Nigerian band leader, artist, singer, I think like late seventies, eighties, but just really like percussive, um, music. Uh, so you can imagine that with like a cool shootout also, uh, just, you know, heads up that it is, uh, kind of bloody, like, like, you know, say like a horse gets shot and then someone hides behind it. Like, and then, so the horse is getting shot as protection. It's just like chunks of horse and blood flying up. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, there's a lot of, it's a little gory, but you know, 
uh realism i guess um but yeah i don't know i i would recommend that i would just say that you know uh it 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 does slow down a little bit but then it gets good again towards the end so um and then uh yeah i've i've been watching snl and uh simu liu from shang chi was on there and i was like he seems like a nice guy maybe i should watch that um and so I watched Shang-Chi and Chris, you're going to be surprised. I liked it. What? Ugh. I know. Ugh. Is it on Disney plus? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I but still... Chris, what? Chris, I liked, I liked the Marvel movie. Uh, well, what was good about it? It wasn't just the same tired formula with different, characters well i mean i like martial arts movies in general and this did a very it uh better than uh what was the other aquafina movie with the dragons the animated one i don't know i don't know what aquafina has to be in all these i mean she seems like a decent enough person but um i mean you, money. you know simu liu like uh i mean obviously just has a very high constitution because he had to be in a scene with her doing karaoke. Um, and I can only imagine how terrible that could have been. Um, sorry, that's really mean. Like she seems like an okay person. Um, it's just, it's just you today. It's okay. People understand. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was like cool fight scenes that they let, it wasn't like the choppy normal Marvel, Marvel stuff. They actually let, you know, did some good action cinematography, um you know because these people could fight uh, especially you know his dad was played by tony long um who uh, the grandmaster um uh so you know he played it man in um uh, crap who's the director of that anyway he he knows his martial arts um and he's also a great actor um in the mood for love uh and um uh less caution um and plenty of other great chinese films um but yeah so it combined like the wuxia genre style that you would get from like um crouching tiger with kind of more modern martial arts and kung fu with like just a really interesting story about like the family and yeah i I, th- I thought it was a very solid like on letterbox i think i gave it at least a three and a half i didn't give it a four but i thought it was a very solid marvel movie that was not frustrating or annoying um yeah i i i give it one jordan thumb one jordan thumb i don't know that's I, it i don't have a rating system just check out my letterbox um <laughs> all right uh, well i might check it out someday i think you should that's why i'm yeah i'm putting it out there i think you should um and i apologize to those people that i laughed at when they're like you should go see this haha yeah Yeah, well it looked better than the eternals so oh yeah uh, totally well but i I kind of want to see the eternals just because people said it was weird okay you know you do you man i don't control your budget um (laughs) i but like I think that this one was good just because it didn't have like a massive cast of characters and it was pretty easy to introduce like the powers, like it's very limited. Um, and I, I just thought that, yeah, whoever is screenwriter, well, no, I think the the director also helped out on the screenplay, but 
yeah, I thought that they just did a good job of telling like a solid story. Uh, and I look forward to seeing it again. Okay. Yeah. Now you want to end the podcast with a brief discussion of foundation. Uh, why don't we just talk about how the expanse is coming back next week? Um, I'm not caught up on it, so we can't talk about that on December 10th. So this podcast will probably be posted after that. Mm, Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. Talk about foundation. I could watch Lee pace be that emperor dude in a show by himself and that's what they should do they should just make the show about him i think everybody male female or otherwise would be happy just watching lee pace do whatever lee pace does because he's a very captivating attractive uh, person the, the weirdest part about it is that they made up like pretty much all of that like that's the one part of the that's the one part of the tv show i think was the most successful the stuff they did with the, the emperor and the, the emperor clones and zero percent of that was in the books. So. I, well, in our private discussions, you said that pretty much the show is on its own. It's just using some of the concepts to tell a story, but it's not really accurate to the books. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the like sort of major beats of the show are things that happen in the books, but yeah. It's um yeah. I, I, the thing is the books aren't really they're not like T V show or movie material. So they're they're having to make up a lot of stuff to make it something that people would actually watch on TV. Which is fine. I'm not complaining about that, but yeah. But the, this is this is an area where they actually like wholesale created an entire storyline that, you know, you wouldn't say like oh. fit into the books at all. Um uh, and I, I did they did a great job with it, so um Kudos to them. So I, I told you privately that, okay, I made it through that, that season, but I am probably not going to pick this up for a second season. Are you going to watch the second season if it comes out? Mm-hmm. If, okay. if the, if the emperor is still there. Yeah. I'll get, so, I'll get so the basically season, season a chance. As you said at the beginning, like if they just filmed Lee Pace for 10 episodes, you're fine with that. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. better than those star wars star trek shows that i watched so i mean (laughs) well that that is true is there anything you wanted to say about disco at this point no spoilers because i do have people oh yeah yeah i i think the new season season has started is that where you're at the the new season has started season four and i have had zero desire to uh actually watch any of it yet maybe in a few months we'll see but i was gonna i was gonna cancel my paramount plus subscription for a while Oh yeah, that's right. Not CBS All Access, Paramount Plus. Yeah, so you can watch. I'm sure that there's other great content on there, like um, like all those great Paramount movies that everybody knows because it's Paramount. And you're like, yeah, let's go see something from Paramount because they have just the same amount of name name recognition as a Disney movie. Mm, well, you know what you're as gonna a get Star with Trek Paramount fan. Uh, they did you're for me get a large mountain. Yeah. Well, they've also got Top Gun. So, summer 2022. Yeah. If Omicron doesn't kill us all. Oh, wait. Sorry. Politics again. Oh, yeah. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. I'm sure. And as I texted you the other day, like, anytime I hear someone talk about Omicron, I just automatically think of Futurama. (laughs) 
I had forgotten about that. That's uh, that's pretty funny. Because yeah. I know people were debating on how to pronounce it. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. I've heard it said quite a bit, but I couldn't remember why. Well, it's interesting getting in like this far into, I guess, a Greek alphabet because most people are familiar with like alpha, beta, delta, uh, whether it's from watching some sort of like crappy frat movie or being in a crappy frat or just, you know, in general. But then once you get into like mu and omicron and theta like i I think that that could be throwing people a little bit yeah Um, yeah for sure we're not allowed i had read something uh cheese right i was gonna say i had had read that they (laughs) skipped that one for uh, political reasons yeah it's probably for the best yeah probably for the best yeah that's really funny well yeah don't make fun of little pooh bear oh Um, crap we can't sell this in china what are you doing to us hey we're in good company shang chi wasn't in china either so. oh it wasn't that's too bad i don't think it was i don't think it was allowed there or maybe it was eternals one one or both were not allowed there huh yeah but yeah. so be it um anyway well their chris, loss apparently for one of those yes uh chris great talking to you sorry that i was a dark um rain cloud over your festive new york uh, holiday it was spirit it was fitting because as we were recording this podcast i you know face, i'm facing the window and uh, the sun was setting you know so oh that's right because the sun goes down at like 2 p.m there right yeah it's really bad it's really bad <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on the weekends like sometimes i don't leave the apartment until like you know 11 or noon and the sun's already going down i was like oh yeah this is so bad i yeah, that was because I forget what latitude like London's on, but like when I worked in London and I was, you know, doing that like night manager shift, and I was working from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And so like, you know, if I have eight hours of sleep, I'm waking up at, say, three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon, typically three. Like my body's I'm more like a seven hours of sleep type of person. Hmm. And but like this in the winter, the sun would be setting at like four, four thirty p.m. <laughs> <laughs> just never saw like sunlight and uh, until i was like going to bed it was Ugh. really uh not great yeah. for your <laughs> for your spirits <laughs> but then again there are people that live you know full winters with no sun and then like in our favorite movie midsummer they have sun all summer so yeah. Yeah. people get used to anything i guess that's right we're adaptable that's what humans do that is what we do all right see positive note yeah. buddy yeah thanks Thank you. All right. I'll see you in 2022 or possibly earlier. Um, we might decide to do, I don't know, submarine pod or whatever. <laughs> we kind of floated. Well, right? We, we, gonna do we like, can actually uh, do our Ridley Scott pod at some point. I mean, yeah, I assume you're going to finish The Last Duel and I'll finish Robin Hood and we get to talk about those two movies. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. I'll see you then. All right. Bye. Bye. See, I did you there.